Good morning. It is Friday, November 17th. It is six minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So that gag order that barred Donald Trump from commenting about court personnel after he was talking about one of the law clerks in that New York civil fraud trial. Well, it's been lifted. The uh, judge said, no, he can say what he wants because this definitely raises free speech concerns. So the fascinating thing about unprecedented events is you actually don't really have a clear-cut history of how to handle them. Mm -hmm. And this is an unprecedented event in which you have um, justice uh, in various states um, and at various levels of government weaponizing itself against Donald Trump. And so the question becomes, when you have a guy running for president of the United States, look, judges issue gag orders all the time in criminal or civil proceedings. However, there has never been a person before that that was done to while they were running for president of the United States and is a likely major party nominee for president of the United mm-hmm. States. And so essentially... The, it appears what is being said here is that they're erring on, or this appeals court is erring on the side of freedom of speech. And Donald Trump having the right to freedom of speech as a major party candidate for president, that that outweighs whatever harm mm-hmm. might be done in terms of tainting the case. And so he will be allowed to say and truth and whatever else is he sees fit unless another court of some sort says otherwise. So it makes sense. I mean, the guy's running for president. You can't stop him from speaking about it. He was fined $15,000 for violating this gag order. I'm curious if they're going to rescind that. Well, I mean, I, you would think they would have to if the court has now said you can't put this gag order on this guy. I'm by no means a man of the law. Mm-hmm. But it does really underscore just the ridiculousness of all of this, of these things that the, this obs- these obsessive witch hunts over Donald Trump and at Donald Trump and the things that he is being forced to endure um, that no other person running for president has ever been forced to endure. And in many ways, many of the things are just blatant election interference. So the uh, judge who said no we're going to remove this gag order was really calling into question the judge in the civil trials authority to police what Trump says outside the courtroom. It's like these judges aren't even on the same page. Well, and so generally, and I'm speaking with very broad strokes here, because I'm sure there's an attorney listening right now that's going to go, nuh in, in 1983, <laughs> there was case 97J Ader, Okay, I'm speaking in broad generalities here. Mm-hmm. Generally, when a gag order is put in place, it is done to not influence a jury pool or taint the jury pool and, and, or, and, and, or intimidate prospective witnesses of some sort. This was not that. And I think that's why this judge looked at this and said, this guy is running for president. We should have broad discretion when it comes to freedom of speech, especially for presidential candidates in this country and whatever harm Trump might potentially do in the case is minuscule compared to the harm it would be as a major party candidate for president stopping him from talking yeah, yeah not not being able to speak out and defend him and defend himself in the public because what happens here could have a huge impact on 
uh, how the public views or sees him in terms of his run for president. Yeah, and so now he's going to be able to say whatever he wants. It is 10 minutes after 9. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So earlier this week, uh, President Biden met with China's Xi Jinping. They had their first meeting in a year. And of course, um, there's been a lot of talk about what happened and actually what didn't happen in that meeting, what they talked about, what they didn't talk about. Of course, uh, Biden saying that they did talk about fentanyl. Did you hear that at the end of the meeting, uh, Xi ended up giving us pandas? Oh, yes, I saw that. And uh, well, you know, that really makes uh, the China and the U.S. I mean, before we were really getting screwed but now because we got the pandas we got pandas we are even Mm -hmm. for all of the intellectual property theft Mm -hmm. uh human rights abuses Mm -hmm. uh smuggling of uh, large amounts of uh deadly drugs Mm -hmm. into this country unleashing Uh, a virus on the world absolutely casey we got the pandas so it's all even we got pandas so that's okay uh biden had a lot to say about it after the meeting and one of the things that he mentioned was that the United States is not, and this is a new word. Uh, we heard Janet Yellen say this a while ago, decoupling. Yeah. Which uh, means, you know, we're, we're still what? We're still well, it's government be, speak. We're still going to be buddies with it's, them. It's government speak. So he was at, uh, what was this, APEC, right? Yeah. This is called the Asia Pacific Economic Cooperation. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a government speak, right? And we've talked about this is why. In so many of these instances, we are the problem. So, like, let's take Israel and Hamas, for example. In many ways, the United States is the problem because we continually get involved in the problem. We continually try to negotiate these ceasefires or peace agreements. They never work, but we always step in, and Biden's trying to do it again. So I'm just letting Israel just wipe Hamas off the face of the earth and keep going until they decide they're done. We're sticking our nose in it and making it more difficult for Israel. Same thing happening here. We are we are making the issue worse by refusing to simply say, okay, China, we're done with you. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Good luck selling your cheap crap to somebody else that has the buying power of the United States. We don't do that, yet we don't have the courage to actually come out and say and be honest to the American people and say, hey, look, we're so addicted to cheap stuff that we simply don't have the courage to pull the plug on China. No, we use words like, well, we're not decoupling We're from not China. decoupling from communist China. So th- here's another way to look at this. Uh, Xi needs the U.S. because uh, their economy is not good. Xi's been getting his butt kicked, and their population is shrinking fast. Many U.S. companies creating systems to bypass China, as COVID showed everybody that they can't be trusted. Their exports fell in June, the biggest since the pandemic. They have high inflation. They have high interest rates, too. So there's really a reason that Xi came here and he ran here and met with a ton of investors, by the way, after they had this meeting. Yeah, so here here's the biggest problem with all of this. You and I operate from the standpoint of we want China to fail. Mm-hmm. Like we want China to, we don't want global instability, but we want China to fail in the sense of China is awful. China is run by brutal dictators. Chinese, the Chinese government are a bunch of communist Marxists. They're human rights abusers. We know all of these things. So you and I operate from the standpoint of we want China to fail. 
Biden and the Democrats don't want China to fail because they agree with a lot of this stuff. They agree with a lot of the way their government is structured. And so while you and I would operate from, hey, this meeting should be all about U.S. strength and flexing our muscle and harming China in any way we can and yet emboldening the U.S., like that is how we would approach the meeting. Joe Biden and the Democrats approach the meeting of it's not good that China is not doing well because we agree and like China, see how they cleaned up San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one of the things that they China said they would agree to would be cracking down on the fentanyl chemicals oh, right. that is being sent through I'm our sure country. sure they're going to get right on that, Casey. Uh-huh. Also, uh, Xi agreed on measures to restrict climate crisis but you know so think about that casey yeah you know you know you know you know you know you know china is pouring deadly illegal drugs into this country you know you know you know you know china is stealing intellectual property Mm -hmm. you know you know you know you know china is a just brutal abuser of human rights and they kill people and they have these sweatshops i mean there's an infinite number of things by which you would say we know china is doing and what's biden's priority it's the climate climate yeah Uh, and and xi's ambitions for global dominance are still there absolutely he still wants to do that okay so i hate to do it because it's a friday and you really don't deserve this but let's get through some of this audio this is something uh these are things that biden said after the meeting this is the meeting after the meeting he's reiterating that the united states is not decoupling from china let me be clear we are de-risking and diversifying our economic relationship with the prc not decoupling Mm, we're de-risking not decoupling yeah that's that's a new way of saying status quo. Isn't that the most government thing? We're de-risking. We're not de Okay, you stop the average person on the street and says, can you explain to me what not de- we're de-risking, not decoupling means? <laughs> Nobody's going to have any. It's just classic government. So I'm surprised you get the words out, Casey, mm-hmm. but it's classic government bullcrap speak. Now, he's talking about how the medium household wealth has grown by 37%. Whose? Well, exactly. And before we listen to this, I'm so curious. Sometimes I think when he says these things that you can clearly fact check and disprove, does he not know? Like, are his handlers telling him, hey, this is the data, say this, and he believes it? Correct. Yes, absolutely. You think that's what's happening Well, there? He, he's going, he's reading what they're telling him to read. I'm right. not sure he understands it anymore. I'm not sure. I mean, look, Joe Biden was not a bright person when Joe Biden was like, had all of his mental faculties mm-hmm. about him. I mean, Joe Biden's life in the United States Senate and then as vice president, what was he known for? Saying stupid stuff, telling people <laughs> in wheelchairs to stand up, making you know ridiculously racist comments about Indians and in gas stations. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just, I mean, we played all. I mean, hell, it was so bad. Hammer and Nigel had an entire NCAA style tournament about stupid stuff Joe Biden has said over the years. Uh, so no, he doesn't know. He doesn't have any idea. The guy was a moron when he was together, and look at him now. His stupidity is staggering. All right, well here he is lying to us again. Median household wealth has grown by thirty-seven percent in real terms since before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Median household wealth has grown by thirty-seven percent in real terms <laughs> since before the pandemic. We got a double shot of it. Okay, so middle-class households actually have lost, on average, more than thirty-three thousand dollars in real wealth over the past year since he took office. And let's listen to his brain malfunctioning in real time. Leading, leading tech companies like Anthropic 
and, and I'm going to mispronounce. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to even try. <laughs> and they think it's like funny, it's funny. Better not to try and not mispronounce and try and mispronounce. What? I'm here to showcase this company. I'm telling you, whatever thing we're meeting about mm -hmm. is so important. And this is the company that is the shining beacon. But I'm not even going to try to tell you their their name. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it exactly. I, I know we got to get to a break, but have you ever paused and thought, uh, Noah, how old are you? What are you? Are you 25? Noah's our producer today. Are you 25? Mm -hmm. Yes, I am. Okay, 25. 25. He's 25. Kevin's 28. Mm -hmm. Have you ever just stopped and pondered what the world is going to be like when they are well, your age, and then I guess you could say my age as well, even though you're slightly more seasoned mm -hmm. than me. Yeah. Well, look at how rapidly this world is descending mm -hmm. into just chaos and awfulness. Yep. And what does it look like in 10 years? What does it look like in 15 years? And how do you undo what has been done? It's overwhelming the awful awfulness that that the government has created. And because we have people like this, just old dithering, babbling buffoons mm -hmm. on both sides of the aisle. Yeah. He just happens to be the president, but this exists on, in both parties on both sides of the aisle. And How, who is the solution person in this equation? Well, and you know what they did afterwards? They all went and partied afterwards. It's like the world is on fire. Yes. So what What do they do? Oh, they go to a party with uh, Gwen Stefani. Yeah. And I'm wondering, you know, does, does she think that Binomics is bananas? Can Biden even spell bananas? No, and, and and is Jill Biden the hollaback girl? He needs Gwen. Uh, what's her name? Up uh, is it? Is it Gwen Stefani? Mm -hmm. Is that the is that the hollaback girl? Uh, yeah. Yes, he needs he needs Gwen Stefani to spell it for him. Because <laughs> wasn't she the yeah B A N A N A? But, but yeah. wasn't she wasn't she the performer at this? Uh, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Does he know? Have any idea who that is? The answer is no. No. Of course he doesn't. It's nineteen after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. Life is full of things to manage: your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta Ofatumumab twenty milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation study showing that COVID lockdowns were no more effective than the Swedish-style softer approach. What? Yes, and this is Wait, from, wait, can you say that again, Casey? COVID lockdowns were no more effective oh. than the Swedish-style softer approach, and this is from oh. a major Oxford University study. So wait, you're saying that <laughs> when a virus is in public, huh. that it is going to do what all viruses have done essentially throughout the history of man it's going to move in its own way that it wants to move based on various factors mm -hmm. and that human beings are largely incapable of affecting the virus and it just needs to run its course run its course and then it will it will go on its merry way yep and you'll get herd immunity. Boy, you then. don't say, Casey. Yeah. So you what? You're telling me then that? Uh, oh, let's just well, let's just talk about what happened here in Indiana, shall oh. we? Let's let's just not even worry about these other states. Let's just talk. so you're telling me mm -hmm. that forcing people to wear a mask mm -hmm. didn't really help. Nope. You're telling me that locking people in their houses or well, I guess people could, were free to go outside and wander around their own yards or public sidewalks if they wanted to, but not allowing them to go to work, that didn't that didn't help. Mm -hmm. You're telling me that making people stand six feet away at the grocery store, that that that, uh, that didn't help. 
Um, you're you're telling me that uh, putting limits on how many people could be in restaurants that uh, that didn't that didn't help. Yep. You know when we knew it was all crap. I mean, we all many of us knew it was all crap from the beginning. But um, you weren't working here yet. Um, Eric Holcomb came out, remember Lockdown McGee, he's yep. the governor of the state, mm-hmm. and he did some big press conference announcement about his plan to slowly reopen the state and all the rules that were still in place and wear your mask and stay six feet away from people. And well, that very night, I believe it was, Casey, he was photographed going, did you know the governor has a cabin in, I believe it's Southern Indiana? Did you know the governor has a taxpayer-funded cabin in I, Southern Indiana? No. Yeah, he sure does. And that very night, Casey, he had this big old press conference about the rules for everybody else. He was photographed after he'd gone to his cabin down there in southern Indiana. He went to a local restaurant to get himself a bite to eat. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Casey, I'll be darned after he just lectured you and me and Noah and Kev about wearing our mask. And hell, I think uh, Dr. Box Gynecologist, she might have been there, too, at that finger wagging. Remember, she got COVID multiple times. And, of course, she was photographed at her son's wedding with Mm -hmm. the hundreds of people there without wearing wearing a mask. mask After She just told us to wear our mask. He went into that restaurant to get himself a bite to eat. And I'll be darned, Casey, after he just lectured the whole state, he didn't put his mask on mm. and not only did I put his mask on there were two very lovely young ladies who worked at that restaurant and well I'll be darned if they didn't recognize that that was the governor of the state of Indiana and well as many young people might do they were kind of enamored with that and they wanted a photo with the governor of the state of Indiana and you know Holcomb he didn't have his mask on and he took a photo with those young ladies, and I'll be darned if he wasn't shoulder to shoulder with those young ladies <laughs> taking that photo. And you may remember that went all over the news. And my point on all of this, Casey, is they all knew it was crap. Mm-hmm. Every single one of these people knew it was crap from the beginning. It wasn't about keeping you safe. It wasn't about keeping you healthy. It wasn't about saving grandma or saving Uncle Charlie or anybody in between. Mm-hmm. It was about power and control, and we gave it to them. Yep. So these researchers, they modeled a virus death and unemployment rate in response to different pandemic policies. And they found that if you just left people to adapt their own behavior, it was just as effective, if not more so. And we told you on Mm -hmm. this show, well, not this show, but the show with the women, Mm -hmm. we told you uh, from the beginning that that is what would happen. There is not one single solitary person that Eric Holcomb can look at you and say, this person is alive because of what I did. There are many, many people who are not alive through drug overdoses, loneliness, suicide, you name it, because of what that guy did. Eric Holcomb is a gross, disgusting, pathetic human being, and so is everybody who helped him facilitate all this crap that he threw on this state. It is Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC, and coming up, we're going to hear from James Comer. He's revealing that he is ready to subpoena Hunter Biden. That is on the way from 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 936. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Hunter Biden's attorney said the president's son is eager to have the opportunity to testify in a public forum. And this after the House Oversight Committee, (laughs) James Comer, said he is uh, set to subpoena him on or before December 4th. This in connection to the uh, suspicious money wires involving the ongoing criminal scheme of the Biden crime family. So he's so excited to do it, but yet he's fought doing it. To mm-hmm. the nail up until this point. He wants to get to the truth. Yes. Sure he does. Uh-huh. It's like whenever any husband is like asked by his wife, hey, will you go shopping with me? 
Yeah, I'm so excited to do that. <laughs> oh, and boy, then he stands <laughs> on his phone in the corner the entire time. I mean, come on, this guy. I mean, isn't it amazing how these people just lie to the American people and they just have no? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just no remorse whatsoever. There's nope. no second thoughts. And it's again, both parties, they all do it. There's just no. Just hesitation whatsoever. Okay, so this subpoena and testimony is going to feed into the larger question about whether President Biden abused his office or committed any type of high crime or misdemeanor. You know what? Let me save you all a bunch of time. Yes. Yeah. Well, and look, I mean, there's, cer- there's certain people who you would say they'll probably be pretty good up, up on a, a witness stand and could probably, like Bill Clinton could lie his way around a witness stand and Mm -hmm. essentially he did end up ultimately getting away with it that's why he was impeached it was not for having an affair it was for lying under under oath um and look at what happened not only did he get to keep being president he's wealthy beyond people's wildest dreams and i mean there was clearly no punishment for him or whatsoever but there's certain people you're like that guy's a moron and will not be good at lying under oath and you think hunter biden's Hunter one of those Biden guys is the guy who would not be good at lying under <laughs> he's, oath he's one of those people okay so uh the speaker of the house mike johnson he's supporting uh all of this and said that he still believes that the president engaged in a cover-up and uh-huh. continues to lie to the american people about whether he had any knowledge of or benefited from his son's you, business dealings you, you realize i mean so now there's absolutely no way they're going to be able to move forward on this this year that's pathetic since again just like getting the spending under control they ran on exposing and getting Mm -hmm. joe biden right um so now you'll be into next year and i guarantee you casey what is it it's 9 38 (laughs) on what is today november the 17th 2023 Uh Mm -hmm. you watch that there's going to come a point where next year where they're going to have oh they already have it but they're going to have even more evidence of the overwhelming evidence they have right now on joe biden and the little crime syndicate that that he was a part of and there there will then be calls from the republicans this will be inside the republican party well yeah but we can't move forward with this because it's going to be seen as election interference and we can't have that oh we can't have that i can remember when the hunter biden laptop story first started breaking and you were like this is huge this is huge and we talked about it a lot yeah the laptop from hell sure that was a year and a half ago, Rob. Absolutely. And they've had complete. So it goes back to what Chip Roy said yesterday. We played that audio. Mm-hmm. Why did it matter that the Republicans were in charge for the past year? Yeah. What have they done that they promised to do? And the answer is absolutely nothing because they don't actually want to get Joe Biden. You know why? Because Joe Biden's part of the club. He's a dithering old buffoon now, but his entire life was being a part of the club. And these lawmakers recognize that if you go for one many of us are also have plenty of our own dirt in our own Mm -hmm. closets that we don't want coming out right and they're not interested in getting joe biden they're not interested in justice they're not interested in exposing him they're interested in using it as a political issue and just like almost everything else government right if you solve the issue then you can't use it as a political Mm -hmm. issue anymore so they're not actually interested in getting the truth on joe biden or exposing the truth on joe biden or holding joe biden accountable well, here's uh, House Oversight Chair James Comer. He says, we're ready. Well, I hope we said by December the 4th, and we expect to have him here on Capitol Hill 
December the 4th or earlier. Now, we haven't heard from his attorney, but obviously uh, we know they received the subpoena because what do they do? Just days later, they subpoena Donald Trump. You know, I mean, they're always going to try to blame it on Trump somehow, the money they've taken from China and Romania. But at the end of the day, uh, we're ready to bring Hunter Biden in because we have the bank records and we can connect the dots and we can ask Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, and the entire Biden family that's been receiving wires from our enemies around the world, we can ask them specific specific questions about specific transactions. We have no idea what the Biden family did to receive all this money. And I think the American people deserve to know what the first family has done with our enemies around the world to receive tens of millions of dollars. Okay, so here's an idea. Xi Jinping was just here. Why didn't they ask him? Yeah. Hey, do you know why your country sent money to the Biden? Boy, wouldn't that have been something? <laughs> they could have asked him, Wouldn't right? that have been something? It's uh, almost like Biden's highly compromised. <laughs> it's all, almost something like that anyway. Uh, let's talk about Joe Manchin. He says he absolutely would consider a presidential run. This coming just a week after he said he wouldn't seek re-election in the Senate. Oh, is it my turn to talk? It is. <laughs> What do you think of that? I just Joe Manchin to the rescue. So I, this is again the most government thing ever, mm-hmm. where guy has been there for. I mean, he's been there since what twenty? Uh, he's on his third. He's this is his second full term. He won a special election, so he's basically been there. Um, what is that? 12, 14 years, whatever it's been. Guy's been there over a decade, right? And. We have seen how the government has gotten markedly worse, certainly, over the past decade that this guy has been a United States senator. He is a total institutionalist because he was a governor before that. He has voted for almost all of, or at least versions of, Biden's top priorities, uh, Build Back Better bull crap, the infrastructure bill, uh, fake, what was the inflation bill, the Inflation Reduction Act. Right. I mean, he's voted for all of these things. And yet this guy then, because he recognizes, in large part, the American public is apathetic and generally uninformed, goes out there and lies on television and pretends like he's very concerned one, about the problems facing America, and two, acting as though his votes, he mm-hmm. acts like he's not been a part of, of all problem. of this. Right. And, and he goes, oh, I'm looking for, I'm looking to see if there's a desire for the middle. I'm looking to, nothing you've done is about the middle. You voted for all of this stuff. Some of it might be in a slightly more scaled back, less insane version, but they were still, still all insane in their own way, shape, and form mm-hmm. and created this problem. The cause of and solution to all wrapped <laughs> up in one. So he was asked by Kristen Welker if he would run for president, and he said, I would do anything I can to help my country. Absolutely. Every American should consider it if they're in a position to help save the country. So and Joe my, Joe Manchin is the guy who's going to save the country, mm-hmm. Casey. Well, are we totally doomed if that's the case? <laughs> but I, again, it is the narcissism of these people who it is a, so many of them. It is such a mixture of nar- narcissism and sociopathic behavior where they have this ability to just lie without any remorse whatsoever. And the narcissism that it's everybody's fault but theirs, when the reality is they are at the epicenter, this guy has been, You know, it's always which way is Mansion going to go? What's Mansion going to do? Right. Nothing gets Deciding done. Deciding factor by gets Manchin. done without Mansion's uh, approval and consent, and to act as though 
the fact that the country is totally in the toilet and you have been the deciding vote the entire time Biden has been in office and you are not somehow intricately involved and responsible for that, that is... That is quite the decoupling, Casey, to yes. go back to a to a phrase we used earlier in the show. If only they would do something about it. He said that uh, another Trump presidency totally, absolutely scares him to death. But then he noted that President Biden has pushed too far to the left. Okay, quickly, let's uh, touch on this. Snoop Dogg announced that he's ready to quit smoking oh. the cannabis. He said, after much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. Oh. Please respect my privacy at this time. <laughs> um, the, I will ask the same question I've asked for many, many, many years, and no one has ever given me a straight answer. Mm-hmm. In the uber-sensitive, uber-cancel culture world in which we live, how is it that Snoop Dogg, who has allegedly, yeah, and in some cases not allegedly, he has, done so many of the things that we just simply have just ruined people's lives and careers over how is it that he not only has never been canceled he continues to just get one multi-million dollar opportunity Mm -hmm. after another Mm -hmm. i'm asking out of genuine curiosity what is the what has allowed snoop dogg to wear this teflon uh jacket that nothing sticks to him and he is never held accountable for the other th- for things that other people have just simply lost everything over. Yep, why does he get a pass and nobody else does? Do you believe him that he's quitting? I, I have a take on this. I don't think he's quitting at all. I oh. think this is just in time to release a new brand of edibles. What? Yeah. Casey, <laughs> you're calling the integrity of Snoop Dogg into question? I am. I am. He may not be smoking it anymore, but he'll still be partaking. It is Kendall and Casey. If you can't trust the rappers, Casey, who can you trust? (laughs) It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta. And check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. It is nine minutes in front of ten. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Step aside, Mariah Carey. There is a new Christmas song in town. Have you heard this one, Rob? It is from Jason and Travis Kelsey. The sound of the silver Stop. Please turn that off. I don't know what that is. I can't do any, I can't, I can't, I can't do any more with these, this family Mm -hmm. or the thing with Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. I just, I can't anymore, Casey. Please don't, please don't. You're just done with that, huh? Aren't you? A lot of people are not. A lot of people really like Travis No, 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 no. Yeah. Other than the lunatics who go to the Taylor Swift concerts. Who is not done with Travis Kelsey? Well, you know, there's a lot of fans. He's got fans. Who? Uh, oh, yeah, the people who like the Chiefs like him because he can put the ball in the end mm-hmm, zone. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. But I'm saying, like, who who wakes up each day and is like, you know what I need? <laughs> I need it's more like, of Travis it's like, Kelsey. It's more of the Kelsey brothers.
person. <laughs> How about them with their podcast too? They I don't a, care. They have a lot no, of I don't people care. who listen to it. He's a moron. You think so? He's the guy out doing the Bud Light and the uh, mm-hmm. Jab commercials. Yeah. Yeah. He's he a moron. Yeah. So this Christmas song that they released is called Fairy Tale in Philadelphia. Noah, just give us a couple more seconds of it if you can. Because, you know... <laughs> There's a wrinkle in Rob's forehead. There's a vein popping. Who's on the kazoo on this one? Why, why? Why are we doing that? Why are you subjecting our audience to this? Why? Do you think it's Do you think it's appropriate that a Christmas song have the word jabroni in it? I don't think anything involving any of these people is remotely appropriate, was, and I don't know why we're doing a segment to give them free publicity. I actually liked that reference because that's a reference to "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," is it? which was appropriate for the song. Yeah. Um, so this is part of the Eagles' Christmas album. They put this out annually. And the Eagles? The, the, Eagles. <laughs> the Eagles? He's not on the Eagles. Uh, well, his brother is. Yeah. Uh, they, they try to raise money for Philadelphia charities. So that song that you just uh-huh. could not stand yeah. one second of debuted at number two on iTunes. Sure. <laughs> you think, sure. It'll, think it'll stay there? Do you think he got any tips from Taylor Swift on how to sing? Uh, I, I don't even know what to respond to any of this anymore, Casey. Like, I'm just so sick of you it. You know what? I, Rob will appreciate this. Yeah. I, I really actually enjoyed the Irish spirit of mm-hmm. the song, and mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me of Dropkick Murphy's. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Yeah. So what our take is that this is great, <laughs> and the Travis Kelsey thing is great, no. and we're very excited about that, and this is like totally totally normal behavior from society is that is that our take on all of this do you think that maybe they have a little bit of a lightning in a bottle like when is their time going to be up because they are everywhere right now these brothers his time will be up when Mm -hmm. she's done having sex with him and she (laughs) writes a song about what a piece of garbage he is which is how it always ends for her that's when his time will be up and i can tell you casey all right let's jot it down right now i am so looking forward to that moment when Mm -hmm. that happens i'm so excited about that and i just my only hope is that she doesn't move on to another sport that i watch so she can ruin that one for me too (laughs) okay well let's talk some more about football that uh, sideline reporter Carissa Thompson admitted she made up sideline reports. She was on, what was it? I believe it was Barstool Sports, uh-huh. their, their podcast. Yeah. And she was talking about a story from 15 years ago. It was during the Pardon My Take, but she made this revelation. I haven't been fired for saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because, A, the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late. And I was like, I didn't want to screw up the report. So I was like, I'm just going to make this up because, first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, hey, we need to stop. Uh, hurting ourselves. We needed to be better on third down. We yep. need to stop turning the ball Press over. The quarterback. We need, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and do a better job of getting off the field. Like They're not going to correct me on that. Right. I'm like, it's fine. I'll it, just make up the report. It would be very funny if you were like, yeah, so I just spoke with Arthur Smith at halftime, and he said Bijan Robinson blew smoke in his face. Yeah. That's why he's not getting the... Okay, so she's admitting that she made up sideline reports. Uh, this is why people don't trust the media, Casey. Well, exactly. And sometimes... She's, she's admitting she lied. Mm-hmm. 
And she's totally nonchalant about it. And she's okay with it. Sometimes, hey, hey, I'm on a wacky and wild podcast, and I'm going to say some things that are going to really just try to grab your attention, and I'm going to admit I lied. <laughs> but don't you think sometimes people are getting just a little bit too chummy on the podcast, and they're saying things that they That's my probably point. shouldn't be saying? She's on this podcast, and she thinks it's all funs and giggles, mm-hmm. and so she let her guard down and straight up admitted she lied now, sports doesn't matter, right? Sports isn't life or death. I mean, it does matter. There's a lot of money wrapped well, up in right. it. Well, right. But I'm saying the news media mm-hmm. does this on crap that actually matters on a daily basis. Gee, wonder why people don't trust our elections. Gee, wonder why people think there's election interference going on. This stuff happens all the time on stuff that actually matters. And she admitted Think about it. If somebody's willing to do it on something as meaningless in the grand scheme of things as a football game, yep. they're certainly willing to do it on things that involve international conflict or uh, you know elections or January 6th. She put it out there. This and it wasn't the first do. time she put it out there. She even said, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. So completely. Has she been fired? Delegitimizes all sideline reporters at this point. Has she been fired? How does she still have a job? I don't she admitted that she, uh, on the regular, it sounds like, lies mm-hmm. and doesn't do her job. Yeah. How hard would it be to say, hey, we tried to get a comment from the coach. He said he no was unavailable. Comment. Right. Yeah. And so we, uh, Pat and Fred, back to you for the second half. Back to Kurt Darling with the news. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning.